Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second SJS podcast. My name is Mike, the owner of SJS Specialty Company. And what our company specializes in is promotional products and branded apparel. As restrictions start to ease up and businesses start to get back to work, we're going to talk about some of the tools they can use to help comply with social distancing, as well as some things that might make our employees feel safe. Some of these things may seem obvious and others not so much. Joining us today is one of my favorite suppliers, Christian Brandt from the Magnet Group. Christian uh, originally started in banking and accounting industry by managing call centers in New York City, North Carolina, and South Carolina. In 2001, Christian started in the promotional products industry as an executive director at the Advertising Specialty Institute. He helped marketing agencies establish a streamlined process for source products for their clients and develop turnkey marketing strategies to help them share their messaging with products. Uh, with prospects. In the past 10 years, he has focused his attention as a regional sales manager for various suppliers in the promotional products industry, supporting the East Coast with a focus towards New York and New Jersey agencies. Welcome, Christian. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to jump over to the presentation and uh, start sharing some of it. Um, And what my goal would be for today is to um, discuss about a few of the things. More importantly, you know, while we go through this transition, one, to, you know, promote healthy habits in -hmm. the workplace. But then uh, there's also going to be a little bit of a transition of, well, what are we going to do to keep those people at home also feeling like they're involved, whether it's a project manager or an executive sales team or even service at this point. So uh, that's going to be a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about today. All right. Perfect. Uh, before, before we get started, uh, I see uh, your main, your main slide, slide sanitizer. From a personal experience on our end, I, I've noticed that uh, the stock among suppliers is, or the demand actually, I should say, is probably easing up a little bit and stock is coming, you know, it's kind of coming back. Does Magna currently have stock in sanitizers? And so what's the production time or what's the turnaround time for something like that? Yeah, production time isn't so much the issue. I think right now it's still the demand is way overpowering what inventory we're pulling in, even Mm -hmm. though we're pulling in tens of thousands. uh, Right now we have so many pre-orders going in the system that we're looking at the beginning of July of actually being ready to be able to are, so, are, you, are, you, are these like made in the USA or are you importing them? We're importing them. We have tried to source in other ways, but uh, we've been more fortunate to actually import them versus the demand in the U.S. It just seems to be just way too high at this point. But okay. of course, you know, I actually just was reading something on it, something just today. Matter of fact, in a medical uh, book about saying about hand sanitizer, one of the uh, things that I didn't know about is, you know, you're really supposed to only use hand sanitizer so many times, but then you have to completely scrub your hands down because after yeah. a while you get so yeah, something I, I, I read that too. Apparently there's a diminishing returns. Apparently like it breaks, like if you use it too much, like it breaks down the, breaks down the skin, which isn't good, but you know, you know it also, yeah, it also causes some type of layer that actually resists and then it, it has to be broken down with scrubbing and hot water and all that great stuff. So, but in any yeah. case, the times we live in. All right, so let's 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 get going. Uh, so, what what kind of tools um, can businesses use to help um, get back into at least to open up and get into social compliance mode? Well, I think we get we get into a lot of different areas where people are starting to figure out, like, excuse me, uh, like well, what things are available. And I think the first part is the floor decals because we have to respect this fabulous word that term that came up this year, social distance. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, while it's, you know, we have different ways of customizing and we also have stock images and you see that on the uh, sales sheet on the left, just to give people ideas about, hey, you can order it as something as easy as only, you know, 12 pieces and have them ready for your office. But this is not just the office. It's not just the restaurant. I mean, even it goes down to when we get ready to open up gyms where people are standing. Um, And then you get to other things like the uh, Castelli, which is a nice way for people that are in the office, uh, which I have like an example of it in front of me, which what we have right now is a tip-in page where we can customize it. And that's where we have to actually put whatever messaging you want. Maybe it's from the president about thank you so much for, you know, coming back into the office. Thank you so much for, you know, your importance to the company, however the message may be, or it might just be something very basic and simple. Hey, wash your hands, do this, do this, do this. And this is what our company is doing to make sure you're safe in the office. (laughs) The other area is, you know, what other things can people do? You know, maybe you might not necessarily see it in a professional environment of, you know, maybe corporate banking where I first started using a, a pin. But if you go into some of the restaurants and stuff like that, you will be able to see where we can actually customize different pins with different messages or maybe uh, a sticker or two that might go on a, um, you know, maybe it's on a mirror in a bathroom. And then you have, how do people really know that something's clean in their office or when that bathroom is done? Um, and just to like, reassure the people that they're in the office that it has been done. You know, some of the examples we see in grocery stores, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but every hour, the best practices is that all the odds and all the evens shift in a grocery store at the register. And that's for them to be able to sanitize that area. And that person then shifts their, their money, their cash drawer to the other register. And then someone else comes in and cleans it. Yeah. Well, we have to have that for a conference room, whether it's uh, something as maybe you've seen before with just a table tent that it has maybe today's specials or when you go to a restaurant, well, table tents can also be used in bathrooms, letting you know that somebody came in to clean it. And then when they feel like, all right, it's been sitting around for a while, they can toss that away and it's not a big deal. Maybe for an office, for that person's office, they can actually have this door hanger and put it on a door and make them feel better about that. Yeah. Uh, going to your floor decals real quick. Uh, people may not know but that those are not good. Like if it's for like a, uh, for like a carpet, uh, type of situation, you would probably want like some sort of like um, a mat for that. But uh, decals themselves are there. I think they're a very a wonderful, inexpensive way to um, get, uh, com- have people comply into, into how you want them to behave into the uh, the restaurant or the, or the grocery store or, or whatever the case may be. If you have a physical location that absolutely needs to have foot traffic. Well, I think that's actually a great point, and it's something that we just you know one of the things that you get really good at doing when you have these types of problems that come up. We just introduced about two weeks ago, uh, the same exact decal, just same exact price point. It's just the, the adhesive is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Met for carpets. Really? So you have the regular wood or hardwood surface, which these will take care of. We also have the same exact versions, just with a different adhesive. Men for like a, it's a non-stick adhesive. I know there are, I know there are things out there. residue at all. I think that the one area that people get a, a little concerned about is maybe a high traffic, maybe if it's a warehouse mm-hmm. uh, and you're having forklifts drive over and turn on it and stuff like that. That's where you're going to have to make sure the surface is very clean. It's dry. And then you apply this particular type of decal would work, but it's obviously going to 
break down a lot faster than if it was sitting you know, in at a receptions desk in front to make sure that they know where they're supposed to be. Yeah, your general wear and tear. Yes. Um, but yes, the, the one goal is when you have it outside and it's an indoor, outdoor facility, maybe it's a, a Hertz rental car company. That's where you, there's still a little bit of a struggle about the lifespan, especially when you start looking at the wintertime and someone uses a shovel to get rid of the snow, you know, <laughs> so. Okay. The, the uh, next area that uh, is one of those things I think that most of us are very well tired of talking about and oh where I get spammed every day, every hour, almost every other minute about face masks. And so, so I like to, I won't spend a lot of time on it, but there's a couple of things that I do want people to be aware of. And that's why I don't really talk about the mess. Yes, we have well over a, a hundred thousand. We have tens of thousands coming in every week. Mm-hmm. It's not an issue. But if we get to the do's and don'ts, I think that's more really the thing that we need to be concerned about because we need to make sure our staff or our customers are actually taking care of themselves as well as possibly um, actually spreading it. And that's where we have a big problem. And when yeah, you take I think, there's, like, I, I think there's a lot of misinformation when it comes to face masks out there. I, I, seen people like wear the face mask like underneath their nose like right there like which is doing nothing then i see like all these polyester synthetics which is like this virus is long on synthetic so like i don't personally i don't think that's a safety thing but you know either people don't know or they don't care well a couple of the things that kind of make it easy and simple so this is a simple three ply in front of you so mm-hmm. the three ply is like no matter what goes on in the best perfect scenario it is only supposed to at maximum used for four hours that's your breathing, that's the moisture coming from your throat, or you sneezing, coughing, sneezing, whatever the case may be, every four hours, somebody should have that. Mm-hmm. Have a new one. You're not really supposed to be imprinting on anything that you're supposed to be breathing in. Some of the discussions right now are on the sides, but it's really gonna be on the side of the top or side of the bottom where it's not in the breathing area. That's still negotiable about whether or not people are gonna be successful. What other things you want to be concerned about? Homemade remedies of people bringing masks and then going into your workplace. Mm-hmm. That's probably the thing that scares me the most that I go, just, just no. First of all, how long is it since it's been clean? Second of all, if you really look at some of the research, it, it should be like a pillowcase, meaning there should be an inside and an outside mm-hmm. to that area. And it should be clean. So if you don't clean it, it's again worthless. So when you're, you know, your customers are thinking about how much should I be offering? Well, if the average person is going back and forth to work, uh, let's just assume that's going to be a 12 hour day in most likely cases, that should be, everyone should have at least three masks per day. So if they're trying to figure out based on their employees, what type of count they should be ordering from you. So that just kind of makes it simple. But I did have a great study that if anybody does want to know more about it, that was published in the times from the CDC that, that, that was just a little eye-opening about, hey, by the way, what's, what's the nuts and bolts of what's going on with masks? But uh, I'm done with masks, so we'll, we'll jump over to the next one. Um, yeah. And so some of the breakdown that I wanted to be able to show you is like, where does this work? We started talking about this earlier, but it's definitely gonna be the main areas. It's definitely gonna be in separation. Whether or not you wanna have a logo or, or not, we have the options for you. Uh, that we can do both. Uh, The nice thing about it is once you put your logo on it, we can use whatever colors, whatever styles, whatever designs you want. Great. Not a problem. You know, you might want to say stop, but meanwhile, you're not a grocery store, so you're not going to use a show, you know, or you don't have dogs. You know, these are all customized pieces. It's just more for a theory for people to understand this is a process. But I'll tell you, 
one of the bigger concerns I have is just like that one on the bottom right and to stop here. Those are like the two biggest things that you have to be concerned about. And, you know, a lot of areas don't have, you know, a six foot area. So what do you do? You, you really have to tell people one way or another. So uh, Christian, just uh, uh, sorry to interrupt. What are the minimums on these? Cause I'm thinking like something, you know, larger, you know, areas, but obviously need. Like this, it's only 12. Only 12. Okay. What's the, what's the average life cycle on those things? Um, it's going to be the way, you know, in certain areas, you're going to be keeping them on for six months. Mm-hmm. And then other areas, if you're putting a forklift over it, you're going to see based on whether or not you're turning on it, it's going to take every month. It yeah. just, you know, it, it could be very cost savings. We have it down so that if you wanted just 12 of these, you're looking at, you know, maybe like $8 and change for it for each okay. one. So it's definitely doable. It's definitely affordable. And you can definitely look a little more professional than just slapping a big X on something in front of a reception's office. It just doesn't give the, the right professional look. Mm-hmm. So, the, um, so that gives you uh, some of the background for that. Uh, going to the other areas, we can make these whatever you want and whatever your appearance may be or whatever message you would like. These are just some of the stock ones that we've been using that just – you know, you want to reassure the people that when they're in the office that everyone's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might want to have some humor to it. You know, you know, you can have a decal or a sticker or even when you go from, let's say you're in Manhattan and you go from the, the elevator to the reception's desk. Before you get to that glass door, you want to remind them like, hey, we practice here. And so you need yeah. to as well. So that's, you know, different messages for different places. And you can easily do that with these are just some of them. So it gives you that type of idea. Um, desktop reminders. These are kind of all different areas. And I, I brought up one of them, the bottom right for maybe the, the restroom. Or if you do have, you know, some people might say, well, I don't have a restroom, but, but you have a lunchroom. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to separate it and remind people this table can be used. This table can't be used. So it's just a nice way instead of having duct tape go across to, you know, a table area that you can't sit in. It just reminds them, you know, you could still put something there, but this just kind of polishes the message that we're doing this, not because we're trying to be difficult, but we're trying to be respectful. Yeah. Well, I, you mentioned restrooms, um, but I know restaurants are doing a lot of these and they're used, they're just one and done, you know, when it, at least when it comes to their menus. Uh, is, that the, is that recommended for the same thing, whether, you know, whatever you're using these table tents for, just use them once and then after, you know, and after they just, you know, chuck them just because of the life cycle on this virus? Um, because of the exposure in the area that you're in, yes, of course. You know, mm-hmm. just because no matter what, no one's going to feel good about seeing that same thing that's been sitting around today than seeing that same one around tomorrow. You might even, I've seen different versions of this where it's actually had an area where you can put a date and date and time on it. So right where it says, thank you for practicing social distance. It actually says date with a line time with a line and someone, a place for them to be able to initial. So there's a lot of different versions of what people have been using just to remind people that, you know, we need to be aware and nobody wants to see a spike come July or August. And this is just some of the areas that we need to be very cautious of. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I, I, I feel that spike is coming. That's another topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I believe you as well. I, I saw uh, 12 people from my area once came back from the Jersey Shore, and they all had it. So, uh, yes. So, okay. um, But the other thing is also countermats, you know, where you, you, you think of it more of a buying area, like an auto parts store is traditionally one of the areas. But where it says Cooper Tires, that might be for a reception area. 
to give them a message. Again, just a nice, polite way of saying social distance, you know, and things of that nature. Maybe take, take a free pen, but don't give it back. You know, like those types of things you could, it's all the nice things that we we didn't realize that we were going to have to do, but the counter mat could be a nice area or you might be seeing it sort of looking very similar to a mouse pad that has the adhesive where it goes to a desk, but it doesn't leave the residue. Just some different options that you can choose from. Okay. So while we discussed all of those kind of uh, PPE things that we all don't really lo love talking and obviously we all need to be aware of, yeah. I also wanted to bring up some of the areas that we've been doing really well with and it's magnets uh, where we have the ability to do a lot of different custom things. Um, and we well, also... Magnets, magnets are, I think are better than decals because they're reusable. Yes, and you can also wipe them down. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of different wins to it as well, um, as well as including in postcards and mailings and stuff like that. And there's a lot more flexibility and there's a lot more packaging that goes with it too that makes it a little more desirable. Um, as well as this, you know, right now we're seeing a spike, and we'll talk about it in a few minutes, but where even the millennials and some other different age groups, you'd be surprised about the response rate that with everyone being home, how much more people are going through their postcards mm -hmm. and using them and looking at them. But we have a site that's made up directly reviewing all different types of industries, magnets yeah. and, mailings and stuff like that. So that it's very user friendly. Uh, of course they can send you the artwork and we can design whatever ideas that they may or may not be thinking of. But it's sort of like one of those things like, well, what, what do I want with a magnet? It's sort of like saying, well, what do I want on a t-shirt? Like, I don't know. Like, what do you think would look not? And, and so sometimes you just need that kind of like catalog view of something where you can bounce ideas off. And so that's yeah, where we- I mean, this is, this is what I tell our clients whenever they either come to us for the first time or they're coming back to us for, for the hundredth time, you know, magnets, t-shirts and whatever, they're, they're essentially 3D billboards. They're just advertisements with your message on them. And I think, you know, we talked about it, people are kind of getting, you know, they're getting a little uh, afraid in regards to the PPE that, yeah, we know we need to stay safe, but like, we're starting to see stuff on our end. People uh, inquire about like more on the personal side of things. Uh, we've gotten a couple of requests for some, you know, per, you know, some personal heart connecting messages on apparel. So you can do the same thing with, you know, magnets, or, um, you know, candy, which, which I know you guys have a wonderful selection of as well. I, I think it would, you know, if you really want to do an expensive mailer, you can just mail them out and say better than a face mask. You know, if you want to reach out to your clients or like even new prospects in self, that's, that's what's great about the promotional products industry. It's, it's just, it's, it, it's marketing that engages in all five senses and really can get personal. And, you know, when COVID hit, it kind of got away from that, you know, because all we were doing focusing was on face masks and sanitizer. But now I feel like it's kind of coming back a little bit in that in that direction. It definitely has, especially when we talk about some of the other ones, uh, other promotional products where we're now, for example, sending packages to people's home offices or their homes. However, we'd like to say it now. And mm -hmm. uh, where we're sending that a drinkware piece on a, a weekly basis. And then we're including different candies in it. Mm -hmm. so package and it has the message and, and you know it has a magnet on the packaging of the candy and then it has a drinkware piece inside so you can have some creative ideas you know it's not just all right well it's candy well we can do even m&ms in certain colors and or different you know different ways of personalize it still to be personable and have your company's brand and also to have someone feel like they're still engaged with the company mm -hmm. you know? 
And that's one of the nice things about promotional products as well. So I, I welcome people to look at it. I'll jump over really fast just to show you an idea of some of the uh, things that we have so that we can uh, show it to you and so you can see it yourself. So with the, the magnets, and let's just say we were in the education industry, someone would be able to click on this and it just gives you different types of ideas. Like who would ever think of, hey, by the way, I could do a picture frame and have a, a magnet that's a separated and then I can put a picture of things. That's uh, actually a very good idea. Yeah, and it's a university, like, you know, maybe it's their homecoming, so it's for alumni. Um, it might be, these are what we call pop magnets. We can do three, two, or four, where we can have different designs and stuff like that. All different types of, this is a dry erase, a memo board. And then you're seeing other ideas. This is a, a computer skit. So there's a lot of different things that fall on the magnets for us that we could take a look at and be helpful with you. So um, let me just jump back over to the presentation. So that's where a lot of the magnet ideas, what uh, we're gonna do now is kind of tie it to a whole other fun area, which is doing postcard mailings, direct mail, which mm -hmm. we can attach different types of magnets to it, or we can be very personalized. Like we were just talking about, like giving something that just says, you know, dear John, thank you for being a platinum member of our alumni committee. Thank you, Mary, for being a diamond status in our blah, blah, blah. That's some of the things that we've seen before. But on the left side, we have a postcard that actually reflects where we have a magnet that you can't really tell, but the magnet is in the middle right here. And this is actually a skim coat where you see it's shiny. And that's so that it actually, as it goes through the post office, it stays yeah. together with the information a great way to maybe tell people. Now this one right here is a urgent care that just reopened. Okay. So, um, you know, that's a really nice tool, something that not any other particular uh, vendor in the marketplace offers, but we also have something like this where instead of having the postcard that you see on the screen, this postcard has the magnet and it's attached. It's actually part of the card and that gives you a cost effective savings uh, of, of being able to do it and being able to get out to the marketplace faster. Um, and then what you see in the middle is what we call geo mapping. And let's just say that um, in the particular case of the healthcare industry, and we want to tell everybody where this new hospital, this new uh, 24 hour medical center is going to be located. Well, we could say, uh, Mike, for you, this is how far away on this map it is to your home, to this facility versus when I get the postcard, it will show a different map and show how far away I am. And you can use it for events, grand openings, but it does give you a lot of room. Now for us, we could also handle this from scratch, uh, meaning we could handle and the mailing or send it to you and your client. You can handle it and send it out on a monthly basis. Um, we could also, I see people do that sometimes, usually if it's a retention program, they might want to do only 300 this month, 500 next month. They're not really sure of the numbers. So, but other times the most cost savings is to do it in one drop. And then we could just figure out what mailing style they want to. They want it to be bulk. Do they want it to be first class? Yeah, the, I think direct mail probably is a good option at this time because a lot of people are still at home, even though they're kind of tiptoeing tip back into the office. But the geo mapping, do you, do you foresee that being a big, drive right now or like to get people to try and get back to these, get back to these stores or do you think it'll be a little, a little bit longer before people really start uh, before restaurants and, and whoever start using geo mapping again? 
I think there's, you know, I, of course, this is my own opinion and we'll see how it really, you know, I'm sure it's going to peak and then drop, peak and then drop because, you know, people are going to get insecure after a while or they watch the news and everyone, you know, has different opinions about it. But I do see this being very valuable for a couple of industries. You just mentioned like the restaurant industry, knowing how close it is to you. And now that they have an outdoor patio available, Oh, I didn't realize they've always had, Oh no, no. Did you know that my parking lot now is an outdoor facility? <laughs> you know, so I'm seeing that in my area. So I'm sure a lot of people don't see that, but then it also goes to these types of things about saying, Hey, by the way, the gym is open. And I, I have a couple of people that I've been working with recently that are very large gyms. Not necessarily, you know, they own like 12 of them and things of that nature where I'm working with an agency to help them say, hey, by the way, we're going to be open soon. Well, you have to go to your existing customers. You have to go to people that canceled. So there's a certain group that you're going to be able to hit. And it's not going to just take one reminder because not everyone's going to feel warm and fuzzy the first time they get that postcard. Yeah. So, you know, as well as the offers that you're going to see. But I think this is going to be a very big demand for people to be reminded about, oh, yeah, it is the summer. I need to get out a little bit or I'm getting stir crazy or I do need to get back in the gym. Well, so, yeah. Well, people definitely have cabin fever. I can tell you that uh, when I have to go out on the road, it doesn't look like people or, or it, it feels like it kind of ended at least on the road. Like people are just still aren't doing those mass gatherings quite yet. But I think people are feeling right now, people are feeling a little bit more bold in uh, the activities that they engage in. Yeah. And I said, I believe it's going to peak and then come down, peak and come down, just like we're going to see, like, you know, people go back to the workplace. And then I think there's probably going to be a little bit rejection and then people go back in again. Mm-hmm. And that's probably also do with vacations. The last thing that I have on the right hand side is a uh, trifold of just information, facts and figures from AMA as well as DMA, which is Direct Marketing Association or the American Marketing Association about some stats about the power of mailings and what to expect, some definitions about, you know, direct mail with first class versus bulk and, you know, what are some of the values behind it? So if there's a time where somebody wants more information, we can definitely share that PDF with them so they can also talk to the other decision makers in their company and everyone can get a better understanding of it. But again, you get to see throughout this whole presentation, anything that your customers would care for to see spec samples or virtuals, I'm more than happy to provide uh, that service to them free. So here's some of the examples that have been most bestsellers for us. And here's a couple of things that a lot of people don't expect to see um, is just how much it's going to take. And, you know, while you see it from maybe uh, an agency level, seeing eight times to repeat, that's eight times and people are still repeating it. So obviously there's an ROI in their investment that they're still going back and doing that. But it also gives you an idea of some of the price points that your customers would experience as well. Okay. The big area that we're seeing a lot of people go is, hey, how do I keep people now that I get them back in the office? How do I keep them involved? And uh, it's not always an easy thing because I think like we talked about for the reasons that have already been discussed. But now that they're in the office or maybe that they're home, maybe it's a welcome kit for them to be at home. Or maybe it's while they're home, we want them to stay engaged. So we have a couple of different themes that we have here, you know, for home items or when they're working from the, you know, back in the office, maybe it's a little bit of a welcome kit. While I mentioned earlier about the journal and uh, that would be something that you see in the middle, we can do all different types of journals for all different reasons. But then you also see for people trying to stay healthy, 
because at the end of the day, besides the virus and stuff like that, uh, people really haven't wanted to go out. You know, when it was really cold out, they couldn't go to the gym. They didn't have really have a really good exercise program. Well, not for anything, but there is a sort of on the back end of this, the insurance at a company level and that expense, because that is something that everybody, you know, that, that's one of the reasons why corporate gets so involved with a lot of these things, mm-hmm. these programs is to help their insurance. And then it helps all of us. So some of these different programs we have it where we would mix and match whatever you would want, make a little kits for people. It doesn't necessarily have to be these items on the page, but it was just ideas that we put together. And then, you know, again, just to say thank you, just to keep them engaged. So these, these welcome kits, how are, what's the most common method for distribution? I mean, this is my thought on it. Uh, we can obviously drop ship them to each um, employee, but the post office or UPS being what it is, I, I feel like that's incredibly expensive. Uh, it's, it would be better if, from a logistics um, to pick it if people are, people can like come to the office for whatever reason, like the next time they're in, like pick up their welcome kit to take home from them. I could be wrong. Like what's the, what's the general distribution for these? If you're saying what has been, you know, in the past couple of months, it's definitely going to be the value of us shipping it to their home office. Mm -hmm. Now, having said that, of course it is, it does end more expense uh, when we're drop shipping it to all those places, not because, as a uh, wholesaler that we're actually charging more. Matter of fact, it's free. It's just the postage you're paying individually versus it being one bulk shipment of multiple boxes. Even if they were individually boxed and we sent it to the office, of course that's going to be cheaper, but um, it is still a lot more expense. So if you wanted to look at it from a cost saving standpoint, what would I, I suggest? Of course, I would love to send it to their office. And when they do come into the office, they have a care package. That would be the most cost-effective. Yeah. would be then to use uh, United States Postal Service. That would be the other cheapest area uh, since we're sending out so many of them. And then uh, a FedEx, a UPS, um, and whoever had the cheapest price out of everyone being involved, great. Use that path. Yeah. I mean, I could see UPS or FedEx being 10, 10 bucks easy. Usually. Per- per kit or whatever it be post office. I don't know what the post office goes for, uh, probably less than that. But like when, when the employee gets it, like who knows? Um, but yeah, like the, uh, the home is a great, um, it's a great place to, uh, get from, uh, get your brand in there. Uh, it's just really just a matter of logistics out there and, um, and definitely, you know, don't break the bank, you know, they're, they're just cost effective ways that you, know, some, you just might have to get creative in how, and how, uh, you know, you, dis- you distribute them. Well, you know, again, if, as long as someone comes to you with a budget in mind, we could always back it in based on how they want to handle, you know, sending it to their customers, to their employees, to their executives. Um, and then we can handle it from that perspective and figure out what items we can follow that theme with and just back it in that way. Again. Yeah. I mean, if, if, our, if uh, we actually have one in customer, he's getting very creative. He's actually uh, making, um, he's doing, he's doing something for his customers. Not, it's not a home care kit. Uh, it's, it's just like an event that they normally do that got canceled and what he's doing, he's putting these kits together. And then, uh, this Friday and Saturday, he's making home deliveries to everyone just as a way to touch base and, and whatever, uh, obviously social distancing, uh, being applied as well, but it's, it's, it's going to be a surprise. I think it'll be a very nice gesture, uh, on his part. So it's just, this is one of those human interactions that, that I think people have lost like in the, in the virus and you can get that human interaction 
slash eight. It's a very powerful thing. Definitely is. So here's one of my favorite ones, and we have a great journal that is made in Italy, um, and it's very customizable, very um, even environmentally friendly. We have one version of our journals that is 100% made from apples. And when I say 100%, I mean, bonding, yeah. everything from beginning to end, which is just an awesome thing. And with that value, it is actually, of course, when you open the box or you get your version of it, you could smell the journal. It smells like apples. Yeah. So uh, it's a great addition. And what we're seeing from this value is it also gives that place to put that personal message. And then we have a couple of different ways that we can individually box these. So if we were sending it to someone's home office or you wanted to have a nice presentation for your staff when they came in, you see a version of, uh, of that in the middle. And um, we have two versions of our gift box. That's with like a, a foam. And we actually press it into the foam area. Excuse me. We also have one that's a, a tissue box. I believe it might be on the next page where it's actually personalized paper. And uh, we can put whatever you wanted on the paper, and which is really nice. And while we're making those wonderful, environmentally friendly Apple books, and it, you know, it's great, but you also have, a, have to have a pen that is made for something that, as well that's environmentally friendly, because otherwise it just kind of it falls on empty thoughts, as they say. So this particular one is made from corn. Really? Yes. So it's, it's a great way of being able to have it. It's a, a German ink that we use for these particular pens and they're highly regarded. Uh, matter of fact, I have it here as well that I, one, one of them that I'm using. Um, but also it's kind of hard to, to see, you know, over video screen, but how does it write? I mean, I know I, I'm very much aware of like recycled plastics, uh, but corn, that's a, that's a new one on me. <laughs> Well, you know, there's a lot of things right now that's been environmentally friendly. The other one is wheat uh, that, that's been heavily used. That one. Yeah. So um, a lot of these, it's not like, you know, if, if you have to be funny, but if I licked it, all of a sudden it's going to break down. It's not like that. Or I dropped into a puddle. It doesn't break down from that perspective. Um, it, it just, it, it feels well. It writes well. It's one that I use every day. And I've been in the industry, like you mentioned earlier, since like 2000. So it's not like, I don't, I don't know pens very well. I just, it's very comfortable for me to use. Um, but overall, it's just a nice message that I know when I'm finished with it and whenever I finish it, it kind of doesn't stay in the environment forever and ever and just, you know, just be there. It's nice just to be able to pay it back. Yeah. And, you know, the other option we have with our journals is a whole council, which is called the FSC program that we have, which is the Forest Stewardship Council. It's a third party that monitors, you know, what we do with our paper. And it's nice because then for the trees that we do cut down for our books and journals, we plant new ones. And it also uh, monitors and tracks what we do with other areas and dyes and stuff like that, that we can also send a message to other people saying, you know, we are a conscientious company. We do the right things when everything is possible. We do all of that. And, you know, here are two of the options. But so if it's not made from apples, we are part of the FSC program and it's a third party that monitors it. So um, we can have all these, some of these items are on a 24 hour turnaround program and others based on the custom tissue paper and some of the other options, as we mentioned, tipping pages might take a few more days than that. Uh, here is just some of the other ideas, uh, different things that people have done. Uh, 
um, everything from, from the left where people put mirrors in or tipping pages um, to uh, belly bands. Um, there's a lot of different thoughts about belly bands for me. It's, uh, I'm always, I'm very particular about, you know, if I'm going to add additional costs to a product, I want to know the value. So with a belly band, it has to be an immediate thought, immediate concept. Maybe they have to go to a web page and log in something that they have to do immediate because after that, you have to admit, you're going to rip that belly band off and the belly band one way. And, you know, so I want to make sure that it is a good value for you and your customer when they have that experience. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious if you know the story behind that Willy Wonka, um, Castelli book that you got going on. Going it was, uh, we did a campaign and in that campaign, there was so many books made and with that golden ticket, there was actually uh, trips given away. Yeah. And I also noticed that you did like a Rick and Morty type thing in the upper, I'm sure a couple of people watching this podcast are a big fan of that show. Do you know what they did with that? Well, with that, what was really nice with that program is there is like, it's almost a transferable paper that you see on that green swirl. Okay. Uh, and then they have a tipping page behind it. It's a great book. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to jump over to the website. It gives you some ideas. But any of these spec samples, if your clients want to see um, any of these kind of ideas, we do have extra copies available that we can mail out to you and to your clients to take a look and, and have some creative thought about it. Um, if not, I always say the best thing is to give us a web page, give us a concept, give us the artwork, and we'll do a PDF of it. And once they agree that that's the PDF, we can always offer them a spec sample for you guys to look at and look and feel if that's necessary versus the PDF. Um, but it's a, a great concept. And the other things that we have is what we call scent the book. So we literally could add different types of scents to journals. Maybe really? you're doing a trip and we could add the lavender. Uh, I've done, uh, I've been involved with programs for Syracuse University, for example, and we've had the orange scent for their alumni putting books and stuff like that. Uh, we have one for coffee. And of course, since apples is part of our program, we have that as a scent as well. Um, if there's other scents, those are our stock ones that we have. If they're interested in other ones, let us know. We can take a look to see what's available in the marketplace. Okay. Um, what I wanted to do was just jump over to this one site to give you an idea of some of the different versions of tipping pages. So, this gives you like one page, bifold, trifold. Trifolds are absolutely perfect when we get to that environment of having a trade show. That's what this is, is a layout of a trade show. And the other side yeah, is the, in, in the next uh, three years from now. <laughs> but it also could be something of a, you know, you're, let's just say hypothetically something that has a landscape. It could be a school. It could be even uh, introducing a car, something that you have to have an agenda. Maybe it's a new sales process. And you could have different pages for it that they can remind them about how to do it. You don't have to make the whole book that particular sales process, but you just want to remind them about it. But it gives you different places to do it. And it goes over some of the decoration methods because there's quite a few. Here's an example of the tissue paper I mentioned and some of the scents that are available that are stock. So um, that gives us the ideas for that. And here are some of the fun new ideas that have been introduced in the marketplace. Um, obviously travel is not necessarily something that we want to be doing as much as we would be calling for, but believe it or not, people just have to. And this one I like very much, which is on the left. It's at a great price point in the twenties. And it's actually a garment bag that rolls up as a duffel bag. Okay. So we can decorate it. This is a travel organizer from a technology standpoint. And here are some of the weed items we discussed. Hey, sorry, going back to travel. What's that? Is that like a koozie raincoat? 
Um, like, the one, this one right here, the one to the left, that's actually a pillbox. No, the bottom left. What is bottom? My yeah. bottom left is that particular item is when you roll out the duffel bag. Oh, okay. Never mind. Opens up to the, sorry. Okay. I've been in this industry. So like people like doing their little cute little. Now we try to keep it simple, simple, but functional. <laughs> but, okay. uh, the one item on the right is a great item for people in the workplace right now or where they have to eat some areas where they're not comfortable. This is a lunch tote that's under $10 and it actually opens up to be a mat. Okay. So just like that item on the left opens up to be a garment bag, this is where I can open it up right here and actually keep my food on that clean surface and close it up and still eat it and it's not susceptible to any other area except what I brought in. So. Just nice other items to be taking a look at that are just a little bit different. And uh, that white thing that's over in the right upper hand corner, that's a nice thing that if you're going into the office, especially uh, somebody that has a bag that they're bringing to the office, this would hang on the edge of your desk or table and it would actually hold your purse, or maybe a duffel bag or an overnight bag and it actually clips on. So a, a nice add on for someone that's going into the office. Uh, a couple of things from a technology standpoint, we have a great brand that we have for brand charges. It gives you some ideas here about the packaging. We can personalize the packaging as well. Just depends upon what you want to do, a wireless charger, cost-effective earbuds, um, and some of these items that are really nice uh, for traveling. They completely open up so you can pack your bag, water-resistant material. Uh, but then in the middle, we have some of our examples of different packaging. And then if someone's going to have some really nice gifts uh, from a technology standpoint, uh, this is actually a Bluetooth speaker that has uh, five ports in the back for charging, as well as a wireless uh, area for the charger on top. So great opportunities, but very strong presence in the packaging and the quality, but just not at a uh, Beats pricing, let's so to say. Yeah. The, how do you... <sighs> I've always had this problem. The tech wasn't really one big area that we got into. And it's just because I like personally, I like to test tech out and it's just, it's just hard to tell, like, you know, how, how well does it hold up? How long does it last quality, you know, quality of, of whatever, like, is there, do you have like a, a, any tips for the people who might be listening, like any shortcuts where they obviously I'm, sure you guys do do a lot of great tech but like any tips where how they know like this is a good piece or this is this is not like a good piece because there's there is i feel um some some junk in our industry um people get taken in um get taken in quite easily with it well i think a lot of it i was just looking to see if i had any chargers that are around because i usually have like a phone charger or two laying around myself but what i would say is um, actually I have packaging for it, but not the earbuds here. But when you look at it, there's a couple of things. It's, you have to qualify the product to know what you're talking about. So when it comes to a charger, for example, what's the output of the amps? You yeah, know, I, I know I can, I give people like a basic cheat sheet, you know, the bulk, uh, bulk, bulk. So some of that, that particular thing for us, if there was ever at any point in time that someone had a concern and they wanted to look at something, of course, I'll give you the spec samples so they can look at it, but I also can provide you with the testing to show them, hey, this is what we've tested, this is what we do. A lot of our customers, of your customers, actually just require that as part of the process. I mean, so it's, to us, it's not really a big deal. I mean, it's like, all right, you want, all right, I'll get the documentation. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a test run is, is definitely, I, I think, the path to these yeah, but, but most of them, you can look at what the, you know, just the specifications of the item, and you'll know very quick and easy 
you know, if you're using a phone charger and you see it below one amp, it's very easy to go, by the way, it needs to charge the average phone right now at least 2.1 amps because if they're using it at the same time, they're using more power than they can actually deliver to it. So it's useless. Yeah. Like if the people, uh, this is what I tell people when they're, when they're looking for a charger, uh, it's usually like the education, but like, this is anyone looking for a gift that's like on a budget. Uh, if, if, if your charger has like one amp, you know, I would do it as a safety program as in like you need it when you need it, like to be in your car, just in, just in case, but like the average person, like if you're giving out like a low amp charger as a gift, you know, people would rather shell out 50, hundred bucks of their own money for a good one versus the free one that you're getting. Of course. Of course. You know, the other thing is, uh, one of the, one of the funniest things, if somebody tells me, I'll be like, Oh, so what, what is the audience that it's going to? And it's like, it, you're not giving, you're not giving electronics to IT people. Just no, 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 no. Yeah, it's like, well, some of it, you just have to know, like everyone's personalized to certain things, you know, sort of like the cost effective earbuds. If it's like the $2 version and you just want to give it to a bunch of high school kids as like hand out and give away. Great. Anything more than that. And you're going to give it to, don't even bother trying to give it to an executive. They, they don't want to deal with it. You know? Yeah. I, I know. I, 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 yeah. Our philosophy is if you only have like a $5, spending limit per, uh, out of how many, whatever you're giving out as a gift item, I would not do, I would not do it in tech. You would get, you would get more resonance from a t-shirt, you know, than, or like a baseball cap or something, you know, or hell even a trigger. Well, I mean, the items up here, I can show you right now. Like, these, you know, like the straws are, are, you know, a really cost effective item that is based on the different audiences doing extremely well. You know, even something like this, this clips to a bag and it holds your water bottle and a towel if you were going to the gym and you didn't want to keep on opening up your bag or maybe when you're working out, you don't want to put it with the rest of your stuff. So put it on the outside of your bag. The other, the purse holder for a table, cost effective usefulness. I know my wife has one. My mom has one. You know, some people are superstitious about putting that purse on the floor before yeah. even all this other stuff happens. So like there's a lot of different things you can do. And yeah, I agree. You know, some of the cost effective items for tech, you know, is not necessarily the best for the audience. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned towel. Uh, well, I mean, you want to go drink real quick, but you, I think you guys do something really neat with towels that I wasn't uh, aware of until recently. And, people, and the beaches are opening up and people are going to, um, I promise to speed up. So we try to stay, yeah, we, got, we got six minutes left on this. No problem. No problem. So here's some of the drinkware pieces that we have. So they're cost effective. We also have some different styles. The one thing I will let you know is that we do something that's really special is when we put a full color logo on or more than one color on it, we put a UV coating of over all of our drinkware. Mm -hmm. It gives sort of a 3d perception. More importantly, it puts a clear cover over that to protect your logo so it doesn't get scratched or nicked or, you know, however somebody bangs around in a lunch bag or whatever, wherever they're putting it with, your logo will always stay perfect. Does it have any raise effect when you print it? Because uh, there are some tumblers like, they have like really cool designs. Like you, I just love running my finger over them. You can put your finger over, you can do, you know, I wouldn't sit there and say, hey, I'm going to rub it with a piece of metal to see if I can scrape it off. You know, everything is you know, oh, yeah. always, always so good, you know, but these are really probably the best decoration that I have seen in the marketplace for full color logo. The other part is if your client ever has a full design that they want to wrap it around domestically, we wrap all of, we can wrap all of our drinkware around um, that actually is sized correctly and do a full wrap with no spacing. Oh, wow. 
So that's a really cool thing. You know, for example, the ones that you see in the middle, the black and white, we can do that with them. We can do the, the one on the bottom right. Um, anything that has an odd oval shape, we can't because we're doing a direct print and then we seal it with the UV coating. So it gives you some nice things to take a look at, but it's definitely something if you get to a point where your company is looking for a cool imprint on something, drinkware is definitely a really cool area to do. And obviously with everyone going back into the office, it's one of my highlights to people to let them know like, Hey, you could just bring you a piece and go in and out and uh, you can take care of it. It's great for the environment, but it's also better for your health as well. So uh, this was something I was speaking that I made reference to earlier about putting candy in actual uh, drinkware pieces. When we mail them home and send a nice theme to it, you can put a magnet with it. You can put a, just a sticker on it that kind of ties it all together. Thank you for being such a valuable customer. Our candy is wonderful because we only deal with the best candy. So it's name brand. Yeah. If it's a Jolly Rancher, it's an M&M. If it's a Hershey's Kiss, it's a Tootsie Roll. It's the actual candy. It's not, you know, it's Jelly Bellies. It's all the legitimate brands in the marketplace. So when you send the candy out with your company logo on a drinkware piece, you, you know it's a good piece of candy. So it's just probably one of the most cost-effective ways to give a nice message to, to anyone. Yeah, and what's, what's great about you, uh, Magnet, because you, you kind of, do I always use the phrase like we're a jack of all trades and a master of none. Like we do a little bit of a lot, but I think what's great about these, like from a fulfillment perspective, we do a lot of fulfillment for customers and fulfillment can, it, there's a lot of logistics that go into fulfillment. So the fact that you do these great candies, you do these drinkware tumblers, you, you do these uh, tech pieces, these welcome home kits, the fact that it's all in under one house, it just severely reduces the cost from a fulfillment perspective. So if you, and you're not to go back, to you know the you know how big a budget you are, but you, you want to be smart when you do these fulfillment projects. So that's one of the one of the great reasons to use you guys. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It definitely, obviously, if you were shipping it from three different places and it has to come to one person, and then yeah, one you got to put then you got to fulfill it, then you got to ship it back out. That's it's just it's stupid. It's a lot of time and it's a lot of expenses. So you got to you got to really know where everything's coming from, and you got to know like the quality of the product and, and that type of thing. Like by the time a project really gets going, like it could be like a full month before someone is like ready to pull the trigger. So you got to plan this stuff out in advance. But, uh, you got your towels up, so. Like, can you tell us about your, uh, the, your towel decoration? Well, the couple of things that we do that's really special and very unique is what you're seeing on the left. And it's a towel that we have the ability to go edge to edge imprinting with a full color imprint and only have an order size of a hundred pieces and then have it so that it's delivered to you in you know, 15 business days. So, you know, that's after you sign off on the proof. So that's why some, that's why it says 15 to 20 because sometimes you know, that correspondence or getting the final sign off on a proof sometimes might take a few more days, but having the ability to have a custom towel brought to you in 15, that, that's out of only a hundred edge to edge imprinting is very special. Yeah. And we are definitely the lowest in the industry to be able to provide a service like that at, at such a quality uh, product. Where do your towels ship out of? Because most of, most of the towels in our industry ship on the West coast and from people like on the East coast, that could be very expensive, like on the, on the shipping side. We're shipping everything from South Carolina. Okay. So most of the East Coast. At you're one of the, you're one, yeah, you're one, of the, you're one of the closer people out there. Yeah. We, we yeah. would do a maximum three days, two days for Jersey, for example, uh, ground shipping. Mm -hmm. so, 
Um, what we do uh, that no one else does in the marketplace because of the technology and how we handle this, uh, because it's an actual technique of what we do is have the ability to print white on blue towels. You are using a plastisol for that because what I know about towels, like you can't print light color, you can't print white on a lot of dark color. Like it just doesn't fit. Like the only the way to get that is like a plastisol ink, which is or most towel decorations I know are like a water based ink. So for us, what I will say is they've asked us to keep some of this stuff uh, confidential because it's sort yeah. of you know, some type of item that you know. But what I will say is, it's not the towel, it's not necessarily the ink. It's how we dry it. And so with that process, that gives us the ability. And for those who are not really aware of the problem or the struggle with it is white will tend to bleed and break up or white will tend to just kind of fall off that towel. So it makes it almost see right through the white and that you would just see the blue towel. And that's why it's such a struggle for people. And the way we go through it and the way we go through our process, we're able to secure that logo and make sure it stays white. And that's something very special in the marketplace. And we can also do it to you at a low price point. What I haven't updated this slide with that just we just announced today is that for our beach towels, we are offering free setups. Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty good. It's a pretty good deal. Usually setups on beach towels are like 90 to like 120 bucks. Um, we're, we're almost out of time here. So we got to we got to. Okay. Finish this off here. So uh, that is what I have for you today. The one thing that I would say overall is that if any of you or your clients see anything that they would like to have a sample of with their logo, that please send it over to my way and I will be more than happy to present them a good, better, best in presentations that they can have some ideas and share with their colleagues. And uh, I just appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak with you and your clients today. No, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And I, I always love these like little talks, like whenever, I mean, we haven't been able to do it as of late. Uh, we love having suppliers come back and come into the office and just see what's available. We can put together programs based on what their needs. So but one of the things that like people come at me, like I, we don't get to do these in-depth presentations. So once again, thank you for doing this. No problem. There's a time where your client wants to even have a personalized presentation with me, you and them or their marketing team or whatever the case may be. I'm more than happy to customize a presentation for their needs as well. All right. Perfect. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the second SJS podcast. Um, see you all next time.